Today's episode of the Get Home Safe podcast contains explicit language that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. It's time to play ball. Welcome to the podcast with no limits. Whether it be sports, current events, or random thoughts, this is the place to step in and stay a while. Your host is a proud alumnus of Rio Hondo Prep, a former minor league baseball umpire and a man with strong opinions. Welcome to the Get Home Safe Podcast and your host, Matt Persima. Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, January 13th, 2021. Thank you so much for joining us today. It is Wednesday, so you know that means it is time for some Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. We have quite a streak going of getting episodes out with Bill Barnes on our Wednesday episodes, and we wouldn't have it any other way. We know we got quite the uh, fan following on Wednesdays. People love tuning into him. Our loyal listeners uh, really get a kick out of Bill and, and look to him for uh, not necessarily some insight, but definitely some laughs, some uh, some uh, <laughs> thinking outside the box or whatever you want to call it. So uh, Bill Barnes is here again on Wednesday. We recorded pretty late on Tuesday night just to get the episode in, uh, working around our work schedules as, we, as we've tried to uh, talk to you guys about in the past. So, uh, Bill Barnes is, is here. Uh, we get the episode out on time, which I'm always pleased with that I can post the episode and not have to think too much about, uh, when I'm going to get it out and everything. I love doing it the night before one of the beauties of podcast. Uh, anyway, Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in should be a fun conversation. We talked about a few different things. Uh, we definitely got into the situation that occurred at the Capitol last Wednesday on January 6th. Uh, he and I have some uh, comments on that. We agree. We disagree on a few things. We also, we try to look at the big picture of it all. All right. We we both denounce what occurred there. All right. But there's a lot more to it than just, uh, you know, what the media shows you, you know, what the media tells you. Yeah. I, I think anyone listening to this show understands that uh, the media, you, you take with a grain of salt, the media coverage of anything. Um, but anyway, I, I digress. A fun conversation with Bill Barnes here coming up uh, on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in, and I know most of you are tuning in for that today, so I won't uh, t- waste too much of your time. Uh, but real quick, you know, you guys know how the show operates. I try to give a few of my random thoughts in the, in the opening segment before we get to our long-form interview. And I, I just want to – okay, how do I say this? I, you gotta just say it. Are you guys, you guys ever like meet somebody and, and you know them, you know, the moment you meet them that you just, there's something about them you don't like, like you meet people and you're just like, I do not like this person. I don't know why I just, you get a bad vibe and you try to be open-minded. you try to be like, Oh, you want to be accepting or receptive, whatever the term is. But then, you know, your initial feeling, your initial vibe, it, it, it comes out later and you're just like, yep, I knew it. I knew this guy wasn't a a good guy. I just knew I didn't have any facts. I didn't have any evidence. I just, I just had that feeling deep inside. Right. Ooh, bad guy. That's why I think first impressions are are big. The first impression that I've given to a lot of people is that I'm just, um, he's a pretty quiet guy. Like I love when people can't read me. 
they don't know what to quite make out of Matt Hersema. I've heard that countless times later on. Like, yeah, man, when I first met you, I didn't, I couldn't figure you out. I, I absolutely love that. I love not being able to figure me out because I've met so many people where they're just, okay, awkward. I'm awkward. Awkward's one thing, but like some people, they talk when they shouldn't talk. They, you, you can't get two words out of them. That's usually my, my move. I don't talk a whole lot. I just keep to myself. I listen, I try to get the feel of the situation, especially if I'm like in a new job environment or something. Like I don't know how things operate, so I don't try to like sound like an expert or try to like take charge necessarily. Sometimes, you know, it, it's all give and take or whatever. But some people, when you meet them, you just know, oh, there's something that telling me this isn't a good guy. And, and, I've, and I've experienced that in my life here. I've, I've met some people where, I'm like, it's like, I didn't like that guy when I met him. And some people are like, oh, really? I thought he was a great guy. And then later on down the road, maybe some of their viewpoints or some of their actions uh, speak for them. And you tell yourself, you know what? I was right. <laughs> I, it was years ago, but I, man, I'm glad I, I have that uh, inclination inside of me to be like, okay, I can kind of read people. And when I meet somebody, it's always a clean slate. I try not to put any, you know, there, there's, there's, there's no feelings going into a conversation. Even when people have told me, Hey, watch out for this guy. All right. You got a lot of that in baseball, right? When the first time I've had, I had coaches, uh, umpires would be like, Hey, Hey, oh man, that coach, he's a jerk. Watch out for him. And then I'd work his games and maybe my approach was different than that guy's. And it would just be different. I'd be like, man, that guy wasn't that bad. As a matter of fact, I I'm not going to say I like the guy, but I would I wouldn't mind working his games again. So it's it, it it varies, right? It's all our opinions that are formulated regarding people are all based off of our own personal experiences. You can't just uh, go off of everything you hear. What what's the old saying? Uh, believe. I, mean, I don't want to. I, I should look it up. Uh, <laughs> believe half of what you hear and none of what you say, none, none of what you see, or something like that. I'll, I'll look it up here and try to figure it out. But I, I tell you, there's people I've met in my life where I just got a bad vibe right off the right off the get go, and I couldn't put my finger on it because the words that were coming out of their mouth weren't necessarily bad. But then later on, I found out, oh, I was right. I do disagree with that guy and disagreement is not what makes a person bad by any means. I got plenty of friends I disagree with. Right. But, but it was just, I, I've seen that recently in a, a few things just in life. It's probably because I'm getting older. I'm in my late thirties. Now I argued with Valerie the other day about that, by the way, I'm 36 now. Does that mean I'm in my late thirties? I think I'm in my late thirties, but, but our argument ended with, uh, us kind of coming to the conclusion that 31 to 33 is your early 30s, 34 to 36 is your mid 30s, and 37 to 39 is your late 30s. So it's like, okay, you're right. I got one more year of this mid 30s until I'm in my late 30s. I don't know if that's relevant or not. I just thought I'd throw it out there. Uh, anyway, but but there's people I've met where on the flip side, I was like, you know what? I kind of like that guy. That's a good guy. And people are like, really? What? I'm just like, I can't put my finger on it. But then later on, you know, I find out something or hear something or whatever. And I'm just like, yeah, I knew when I met that guy, I was, I was a fan. I just knew. And so I don't think it's always the case 
in that regard where you meet people and you know right away about them. Sometimes you develop like, cause it's been the other way, right? You meet people you didn't like at first. You're like, Oh man, I don't, I don't like anything this guy stands for. Anything he says, the words come out, coming out of his mouth, just burn my ears. But then later on you find out something or learn something, or maybe have common ground. And you're like, you know what? He's a pretty good guy. And the same way the other, you meet someone, man, this guy is incredible. What a great guy. I keep saying guy, like you could use it in dating too. How many of you guys dated someone the first couple of dates, you're just head over heels. And then over a few weeks go by and you're like, oh, never mind. And maybe eh, it's usually not the other, other way around, but I'll, but I'll say, I mean, occasionally you meet someone who eh, first date wasn't great, but maybe the second date's good and you build from there. Right. So it, it goes it, first impressions. They matter, but they don't always, it's not a hundred percent thing. It doesn't always mean you, that first experience, those first couple meetings with somebody uh, really formulates who they are, but it could, and, and we should always carry ourselves accordingly that way. But I say it right now because there's all this disagreement. There's all these things going on in the country right now where, you know, people you thought kind of were with you or not with you and, and, and vice versa. People you thought were like against you or hated you. It's like, Oh, okay. They're not bad people either. Like it's just got me thinking some of those closest to me. You're like, Oh, people in my inner circle here don't really have my back. Or maybe the people I've kept at a, at a very big arms distance, maybe they do have my back or people I didn't even know. Maybe I do see eye to eye more with them than, than I do with people who are close to me. Like my point of all this rambling is that you can't just rule out things in your life. You can't rule out people that you never thought you'd agree with that you end up seeing eye to eye with more than you ever could have imagined. You can't say, well, that person is uh, 15 years younger than me. We could never be really good friends. You can't say, uh, I met someone and it was a bad experience. Nothing good will ever come of it. And you also can't say, well, I didn't like the person when I met him. So I'll, you know, uh, maybe I won't be right down the road because all of those things can happen. They, they're all first impressions can be your, your, your initial feeling could be right. It could take some time to build. That's the beauty of relationships and getting to know people. I can't tell you how many people thought I was just, I don't know, hard, hard nose, stuck up, no personality. And then to get to know me later on down the road and they really like me. All right. That, I, again, because I was kind of quiet and just took me a while to open up. And I'm sure there's, they went the other way. But my point is, I think so. We're in this instant age. We're in this instant age where, where one or two situations, you know, we know we're right. We know our initial feelings, you know, because they came true a couple times. Oh, I knew it. Whereas we don't get to know people. And yes, I, 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 I look and I'm quiet and I observe and I see things and I, and I, and I observe people. It's one of my favorite things to do. And a lot of times it's not even me trying to, it's just me keeping to myself and other people around me never stop talking. And you're just like, okay, well, you're a little easier to figure out. <laughs> so 
I don't know. I'm just rambling away about first impressions. Uh, they mean a lot, but they could all, you could also grow from them. You can also learn from that. Anyway, I'll stop right there. I know you guys want to hear Bill Barnes, but I just know that there's been people in my life who have met right off the bat. And I was like, Nope, Nope. There's something there. Nope. And it comes out later. Yep. I was right. And there's other people I maybe never thought I'd be friends with that I became amazing friends with. So take it all with a grain of salt. It's just something that's on my mind. It's something I've rambled about uh, today that I think, I don't know. It's what makes life great. The unknowns. I mean, one of my, one of my best friends, I'm not going to lie, is Bill Barnes, who's 61 years old. He's uh, double my age. Not quite, but he's double my age. I'll tell him that just so he gets mad. Uh, you know, and it's crazy. You just, you just don't know where this crazy life is going to take you and people you thought you would agree with forever. You don't, you don't see anymore in your life. They just kind of fade off into the, uh, into the sun sunset or whatever the case is. Anyway, enough out of me. I know, I know. I'm just you're like, what are you talking about, Matt? I hope you guys, when I ramble away like that, cause I just get going and I hope you guys can understand or can relate in some way, some way or another to uh, what I'm trying to say. I, I bet you there's one or two of you that's like, oh yeah, I understand what you mean. And then the other 30 of you are probably like, can we skip skip ahead? Whatever. Anyway, enough out of me. Let's get to Bill Barnes. I got to tell you, when I first met Bill Barnes, uh, I liked him, but I also try to keep him at an arm's distance because it's like, okay, this guy's a lunatic. I still think he's a lunatic, but I love having him on the podcast every single week. Uh, I did get to see him over the weekend. That was a lot of fun to see him in person, uh, but we're still recording through Zoom, and uh, we'll continue to do that for uh, quite some time here. But uh, anyway, let me step aside, get a refill of my beverage here, and then we'll get right into the interview with the one and only Bill Barnes. It's the middle of the week. It's Wednesday. That means it's time for Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. The retired police officer and retired college baseball umpire joins us every week for very strong opinions and very random thoughts. Once again, here is the one and only Bill Barnes. Alrighty, everyone's hearing this on Wednesday morning, but it is Bill Barnes after dark once again. Bill and I are doing a Zoom call. Bill looks, I don't know, looks like he's hunkered down there in the darkness. He's got his Michigan t-shirt on. He's barely awake, but he wanted to get an episode in just for you guys. So Bill Barnes, good evening. And to our listeners, good morning. Good morning, folks. We got a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> the United States is in a peril, perilous situation right now. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I don't know which way it's going to go. No. I don't think anybody does. No, I, I think, Bill, you spoke for a lot of people who were like, oh, 2020, is, as soon as it, it's gone, don't expect things to change. Well, they changed a little, but they got a little more extreme. And so uh, the elephant in the room, obviously, our episode came out last Wednesday as the uh, capital situation yeah. unfolded. Yeah. So yeah. We had to we're, wait. We're, we're having, we're having well, we... jocularity with, with Albini while the world's <laughs> coming to an end. I mean, the timing of that was complete dog shit. 
So perfect. So perfect. Yeah. And we, we had to wait an entire week to talk about it. So uh, I know I'm sure you have plenty of opinions. First off, uh, what do you make of what you saw? Uh, like sitting there on Wednesday, whether you know, on your couch, watching what was unfolding, wh- what were your initial thoughts? Well, <clears throat> this is a well-oiled organization that put this together. Okay. They have used social media to communicate. They have used there's a lot of what they call patriots that are out there that are fueled not directly but indirectly by Donald Trump. They are Donald Trump lovers and supporters. They carried it to the extreme. I don't condone what happened one iota. However, however, these people at that rally, when they listened to the President Trump speak, they were already armed. They were already had their weapons. They were going to make an, an assault on the Capitol, whether or not Donald Trump said, turn around and go home or let's march to the to the uh, to the uh, uh, steps or whatever he said to let's peacefully let them hear your voice is what I believe he said. Yes. OK, to to pin this on Donald Trump is asinine. OK, now that's like saying, OK. Let's think back to the last four years. Uh, Snoop Dogg did a video where he did a video of assassinating Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. Um, that ugly, redheaded, skanky uh, comedian, Kathy Griffin, held up a severed head of Donald Trump. Okay. Uh, Nancy Pelosi has said repeatedly resist and treat Republicans like shit. Okay. Maxine Let's Waters shouting, right to, telling everyone in the uh, if you see anyone in that in administration, you you basically riot. You know, you, right. you give them right. grief. Okay, this is about how much sense this makes. Trying to hold Donald Trump mm-hmm. responsible for this mob. Okay, if okay, let's just say for instance, God forbid, uh, Snoop Dogg, Kathy Griffin, any of these people, you know, Jimmy Kimmel making jokes about assassinating Donald Trump. Let's just say the next day Donald Trump got assassinated. Are they going to arrest Jimmy Kimmel? I doubt yes it. Yes or no? No. No. Are they going to arrest Kathy Griffin? No. Are they going to arrest Snoop Dogg? No. Fuck no, they're not. Okay. So why in the world do you hold Donald Trump responsible when he had no, absolutely zero uh, responsibility for what these people did. They were armed and dangerous before they they were bound and determined to go bust into the Capitol before that speech. But Trump was blamed for this before it even happened. That's what I, he's been. He he got blamed for it probably the day he was inaugurated. Yeah, yeah, and and, and I'll say you look. There's a plenty to talk about about uh, the whole Capitol. Uh, the, the Capitol riot. Yeah, it was a riot. There was make no. It wasn't some peaceful protest. Uh, I I don't really feel sorry for anyone that went in there and then was like, oh, we're we're hurt now. Um, well, I, I'm going to interrupt you. I, I'm going to go ahead. With you on that. That's fine. Go ahead. Okay. The, the 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 Air Force girl from San Diego. Yes. Did not deserve to die. Mm-hmm. You're breaking a window. You don't get shot in the neck. I'm sorry. Okay. That was way above and beyond uh deadly you know deadly force was not i wasn't there but from what i understand that's that's just not called for i'm sorry if that was my daughter my wife 
my girlfriend, my mistress, whatever it may be, I'm pissed. Well, uh, understood, Bill. And I, and look, at, I, I just, as far as consistency goes, um, I, I'm curious your thoughts because there have been quite a few police security, whatever you want to call them. Uh, no, no, let's, let's, let's stop it right there. It. Yeah. Let's stop right there. Okay. If that was a black woman, mm-hmm. I'm just saying, God forbid, if that was a black woman that was shot in the neck and died, this, this country would still be on fire. Would it not? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And maybe, and maybe rightfully so. I don't know. Maybe the white people are just too fucking lazy to go and torch buildings on her behalf. I don't know. What, what do you, what do you make of this uh, take bill that I've, I've heard all kinds of stuff regarding this thing. And, and on Friday, I put out an episode kind of expressing my thoughts. I didn't like, I, 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 uh, I denounced it. I said, it's wrong. I was shocked personally that more people were not killed. I'm not saying I wanted people dead. I'm shocked though, that storming the Capitol like that did not result in more death. Did, did you, 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 you're mad at, you know, you disagree. Said, I disagree. I just not surprised by that. Okay. No, no, because here's the deal. During the summer, you had federal court buildings, you had mm-hmm. police departments, you had places Agreed. like that, that all they said, Hey, it's, it's brick and mortar. We can rebuild it. Yeah. Okay. That's all the fucking capital is. Mm-hmm. If you come right down to it, it's brick and mortar. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, and again, I'm playing, there's a lot of devil, devil's advocates going to go on in this episode here. Okay. Yeah. I, I hear you there because I can't stand the media coverage after six months of riots, all of a sudden, this is the worst thing the country has ever seen. Uh, you know what? I've also heard, uh, if we really think about this, if we really put two and two together. If Trump supporters wanted a violent takeover of the Capitol, they probably could have done it or would have done it arm to the teeth they some of those idiots wanted to go in there and sit in nancy pelosi's chair and wave and wave flags all right was there was there i i and i still denounce what they did 100 percent. all right but you talk about people that are armed that could do something pretty awful if they wanted to i think they were shocked that their the capitol police was opening barricades for them, yeah. opening doors for them. The Capitol Police are nothing more than $5 security guards, okay? That's all they acted like the other day, all right? The Capitol Police basically are told to be a nice person to the public. If they ask a question, show them where the bathroom is. They're, they're, <laughs> they're, 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 they're quasi-mall cops, okay? Now, they are not sworn police officers that handle bullshit day in and day out. They got a big dose of it the other day. And the young cop, the young capital cop that got killed with the fire extinguisher, that didn't have to happen. That shouldn't have happened. And whoever did it needs to be rung up on murder charges. I get it. 100%. They were completely overmatched. They weren't prepared. There was no, there was, they were, it was a joke, woefully inadequate that day. Mm -hmm. Either somebody dropped the ball in making sure that they were better prepared or someone uh, purposely let the guard down to let these people in. I'm hoping it's not the latter. I'm hoping they were just fucking, you know, uh, woefully prepared. Yeah. Because that was an absolute embarrassment and basic total shit stain on the United States. 
Okay, so Bill, you've been very critical of the law enforcement um, in the the whole summer we had of riots, and a lot of that has to do with leadership. So, what do cops do in a situation like you said the Capitol Police are different? Uh, if if you're law enforcement there and you see this crowd starting to approach, and then who are the guys just letting them in? Were they doing that so that they didn't have to deal with them? What what is what do law enforcement do in that situation when you're completely over overmatched? I mean, do you? Do you, you can't run hide, you know, put your tail between your legs and run, can you? And then who were these guys? I did, I did hear that there were some people moving barricades and opening doors and stuff for, for the, uh, the, the people riding going inside the building. You know what? It's, it's the state of the times. Cops are so um, second guessed yeah. and, 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 and screwed over this whole summer after the, the debacle in, in, in Minneapolis. Um, they're probably going, Hey, line of least resistance. Go ahead. You yeah. Know. You're we're, we're damned if you do, damned if you don't. We're, we're told we're told we overreact all the time. And, and apparently somebody did pulling the trigger there. Uh, but like, yeah, I, I, hey, this is what you want. Fine. Defund us. We don't need. And, 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 and Matt and Matt riddle me this. What is the difference between, I guess, one of those guys, one of the Capitol cops put a MAGA hat on and took selfies. What's the difference between that and police chiefs taking a knee with with Black Lives Matter protesters? I don't see a huge difference in that. Okay. So you know what? Hey, major, major, major. Uh, uh, I'm, I, you know, <laughs> I mean, come on. All summer long, cities burned. Where was Biden saying this is burned. bad? This is bad. Burned okay? to the ground. Right. But by God, 10, min- 10 minutes after this whole ep- episode was over, he comes shuffling out in his old man shuffle, you know, um, and and says it was a you know uh, insurrection. Domestic terrorists was what I yeah. believe I heard. Who the fuck were doing this? Where was where was he all all summer when Portland for three months was burning? Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, um, all over the country. Atlanta. Where the fuck was he at then? Well, I want to bring that up because it wasn't just Biden. It wasn't. Uh, you know, it's still every it, fucking it was, Democrat. And, well, and I'm upset at, at a few Republicans as well, Bill, the, the, the Congress, the Senate, they all of a sudden now, because it was on their doorstep, it was in their front yard, all of a sudden now this is, we can't stand for this. This is scary. This is bad. And I want to say repeatedly, cause somebody it's going to listen to this and be like, Oh, Matt and Bill, you guys are just uh, all in on, on the Trump side. No, what happened was wrong. R, look at I can't even spell it. W-R-O-N-G, wrong. It was wrong what happened at the Capitol. I don't support what happened at all. I thought it was ridiculous. I've been consistent with this, though. All of this type of violent protest has been, has been wrong the past few months, this whole year. But apparently, it happens one day with people in red hats. Now, all of a sudden, it magically is there. Uh, the other stuff that happened before, oh, that didn't matter. No, it didn't matter that uh, uh, police stations in Minneapolis were being burned to the ground. It didn't matter that federal courts all over the West Coast were being, um, you know, torched and broken and burned. It didn't matter that the city of Santa Monica, Beverly Hills, Los Angeles was being attacked, looted and burned. It didn't, didn't matter. What, what do you make of this argument, Bill? Because uh, here's what I hear. From, you know, people twist this. Again, people see what you want to see. Uh, what do you make of it? The people that are saying, well, those were riots. Those were bad. Yeah. 
but that wasn't a government takeover. There's a difference between storming a Capitol building and trying to overtake the government okay. versus okay. burning down a mom and pop shop in Minnesota. Number one, that was not a government takeover. Heck no. That was a, that was a demonstration, <laughs> broken windows. Unfortunately, we had some folks die. And, 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 it's a, and, and you know what? Just blame, blame the Capitol Police and the mayor of D.C. and uh, perhaps the police chief of D.C. for not preparing better. They had intelligence. The FBI told them. The FBI sent them a memo saying, hey, you're going to have a large number of people there. They're complete, you know, um, they're ready, you know, that, that, that the folks there were, were, were bad actors and that shit was going to fly. And what did they do? They didn't do shit. It was a, another day at the office. They were caught with their pants down and they got anally raped. Well, <laughs> wow. Uh, I mean, look, at, it was the first time in four years where there was a major violent, uh, you know, uh, assault, riot, whatever you want to call it, uh, from uh, the right side of things. I mean, I, I've said it before. I said, hey, all those riots we're seeing, how many of those people are, are, are voting for Trump? Probably not one. Well, now uh, the whole undefeated streak is over because what we saw at the Capitol from, you know, red-hatted Trump supporters. And now the media thinks, oh, well, this is a major problem. And look, at, so for the FBI or whoever to get some tips, we'll say, do you take it serious when there's been all these other Trump rallies where there has not been violence? Do you think they just overlooked the whole thing based off of what's occurred in the past or hasn't occurred? Well, whether they did or didn't, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. I, I, my hunch is they did, but I guarantee you, um, you're going to see, you're going to see uh, a major difference at the inauguration. You're going to see, National Guards, you're going to see all, you're going to see a huge show of force. Black Hawk helicopters. Yeah, there'll be all you're kinds of see, stuff. I mean, we're going to have, here's the sad thing. We're going to have snipers on roofs pointing guns at our own people. Wait a minute. I thought it was, you can't gather in big crowds, can't you? Isn't there still a virus going on? You, I thought that was, uh, that was frowned upon for the Trump. Oh, oh, there's not going to be a red hat or it's a Trump rally. So you can gather outside now. Is that the thing? Hey. Your First Amendment rights are to protest, but not go to church. <laughs> okay? That's what our idiotic governor said. Well, Bill, I mean, okay, look, at you, you've had some friends who, who've worked in the Secret Service. And yes. I'm sure they've dealt with some some situations that you probably can't even talk about on this podcast. But, I mean, where where does it put what the position does it put now the secret service is different than the capitol police i understand it all right but but what does it say when maybe the capitol isn't as secured we'll say as it should be doesn't that tell maybe some enemies or some people it's that there's an be, issue it's supposed to be the people's house okay well, yeah they took it over right they sure did they sure did it's always been a very soft target Year in year for years, it's been a soft target. I mean, we've seen the movies. We've seen Mike yeah. Mike Banning, Mike in, Banning, uh, baby, in 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 Olympus Down and Olympus all those other falling. things. All right, yeah, okay. We see how what a soft target the the Washington D.C. is. If someone wants to fuck it up, they're going to fuck it up, yeah. right? Yeah, I guarantee pretty- you that 
um, they just probably said, oh, well, it's Trump people, they're just, they, they like to yell and scream and wear red hats and, 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 and motherfuck Democrats, but they're not going to come kick doors in. Well, guess what, people? They did. They what, did. What, what do you make of, yeah, well, um, here's the deal, Bill. You can only get called or accused of something for so long before you snap. I've worked plenty of baseball games with you, and, and, I, and I know that it's a different story, but I'm going with the imagery here. Okay, guys, at some point, you can only yell at the umpire, Bill Barnes, in this situation for so long before he absolutely snaps. And it's not a good uh, look on you, Bill, but, but uh, I, I always loved it. So, I mean, what do you make? Do you think, do you think it, for me, this is like deep rooted. Oh, it was all massly uh, communicated. And it was, I don't know, part of me thinks it was just people, people, being fed up and just snapping. I mean, that was the excuse for all these other riots we saw in the country over the, over the, well, over the year. Well, here's the deal. Yes, there are some Trump fanatics in this country. Oh, yeah. Okay. No you, go to, you go to Laughlin and Bullhead during the summer, and every, on everybody's boat is a Trump flag. Women for Trump, men for Trump, girls, children for Trump, uh, um, you know, toy poodles for Trump. <laughs> everybody's for Trump, okay? There are some Trump fanatics in this country. And they're usually white, um, you know, young to middle-aged people that work for a living. They go out there and work every day to make money, to buy their boats, to buy their toys. And they go out and they don't want to get taxed up the ass. They don't want to get fucked over. They don't want to see their jobs being lost to, 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 to illegal immigrants. They love the wall. These people are fed up and pissed. And when it's alluded to that the, that the election was rigged, maybe that was their snapping point. And then, you know, I have my feelings on Georgia. I think Trump lost Georgia for those people. He went down there and, um, you know, his, I mean, I don't know how, I don't know either that or, oh, oh, um, uh, what's his name? The uh, speaker, the, the speaker of the house, not allowing the, the $2,000 that fucked him too. Mitch McConnell. Yeah. 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 Senate majority leader, Mitch McConnell. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I just, how, how it, it's inconceivable to me that the Republicans can lose both houses of the Senate, both Senate seats in Georgia. What the fuck are we doing here? Well, <laughs> but, but Bill, that's also a state where Trump was up at the end of election night and then votes magically appeared. So wh why are okay. you surprised by that? I'm not. I'm not. Who, who, who's got the magic voting machine? You know, who, who's, who's, whose basement is that thing in where it's <laughs> spitting out votes, you know, just enough to win? Yeah. We all know it's we all know that's the case. You can't prove it, though. Well, yeah, yeah exactly. That's it. And And here's my thing. So for. For four years, three years, actually, uh, you know, we all we heard was from the, the Democratic aisle was, oh, this is a unjust election. There was Russian collusion. There was Russian involvement. They had three years to prove some stuff. And they never they never brought any evidence. Never. Uh, for what, three weeks, three months, whatever it, it's been, you know, there's been some some uh, prosecutors, not prosecution, but, you know, some evidence as far as uh you know, election fraud or whatever. I don't care at this point. It doesn't matter about what was brought to the table. My big argument, I'm, I'm always about hypocrisy. I hate hypocrisy. My big thing is 
Republicans for uh, all those years and saying, oh, there's no way an election could be rigged. Come on, guys, come on. And then the Democrats, for them, uh, my hypocrisy to them is them saying, wait a minute, you had three years of complaining about election fraud. Now you're like, oh, that doesn't happen. So I hate hypocrisy. I hate when things are not looked at consistency, consistently, uh, whether it be an election or a riot. I just want everyone to, to, to view things equally. And all this equality talk, and we never see it. Well, you want fair, right? I want fair, but that's non-existent. Okay, I was going to say, if you want fair, go to Pomona in September. <laughs> Maybe this year they'll even have the fair. Okay. Well, COVID's over uh, after the uh, inauguration on January 20th. I think COVID officially comes to a close. That's what I've heard. Well, I, I don't know. And, and to this point, <laughs> I don't give a shit. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> you know, another thing. This fucking asshole governor we have is sitting on massive supplies of vaccines. And he is so goddamn stupid and inept to figure out a way to get these shots in people's arms. They knew this, this vaccine was coming. They've had months and months and months and months to prepare. They just now figure, oh, Dodger Stadium. They just now figure Disneyland. Well, while you're at it, open up, have the Angel Stadium parking lot. Dodger Stadium. Well, Bill, um, I mean, it's 2021. It's got, 2021. It's got to be very difficult to find um, uh, large pieces of land that uh, are, are not being used, that that have maybe a big capacity but don't have people to go in it. That's got to be hard to find in 2021, such as stadiums. Or uh, there's got it's got to be hard to ship items here in 2021. Like, and, if only there was a service like Amazon that had things overnight. It's got to be difficult, Bill. Okay. 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 They can sure climb up your ass when they're, when they're doing their, when they're doing their census. Okay. Yeah. 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 All right. You can't set up vaccine stands. Okay. What the fuck? I don't think Newsom does not want this to end. He He wants the COVID to go on forever. Ding, 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 ding. Bill, Bill, you hit it. You hit double jeopardy. Absolutely. He doesn't want this to end. He does not. That's what this entire thing has been about. Control. Power and control. Power. Seeing the people you allegedly serve and love. No, watching them suffer and you be emperor. That's what it's about. If the virus goes away, his power goes away. That's not too difficult to comprehend, is it? I bet he ties his wife up at night and drips <laughs> candles on her. He's knocked off my headset. Bill, what? <laughs> He is such a evil fuck. I guarantee you. I bet he he ties her up at night and drips candle, hot burning candles on her. He's that much of a sadistic bastard. Oh, comment there, but uh, and I Bill. hope someone. I hope he hears that. <laughs> we got to get this out somehow. Um, <laughs> look at if you thought for one second all of these actions that all of these lockdowns, all of these policies were because they wanted people to uh, be safe. You thought that was for the people dead wrong. I, I know you're very big on, you know, you look at traffic and you're like lockdown. There's no shutdown. Every look at everyone. No one's staying home. Yeah. Nobody should stay home just because that uh, jelly gel haired guy tells us up there in Sacramento that we should do something. Doesn't mean we should. Cause he, well, all he cares about is, is ruling us. That's all he cares about. Well, I, I got a, I got a, I got a newsflash for him. The recall's coming and it's coming hard. 
Yeah. And then his cronies today tried to tried to put a, a damper on the recall by saying that a lot of these uh, Trump people that were at this rally are behind the recall. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah. What a sense. And so what? So what? They're not they're not burning down uh, Newsom's house. They're signing a letter. There's and with 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 and rightfully so. The man is a lunatic. He needs to go. I don't understand, Bill. Okay, I I refer to Newsom as an emperor because yeah, he 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 thinks he is. Um, He's a fucking dictator. Yeah. What what kills me is. Look, at, I don't care if you like Donald Trump. I, I don't care. I have friends who are Trump lovers, who are Trump haters, who don't who don't care. I, I don't care. But for people to call Donald Trump a dictator, that is laughable to me when we have a dictator in California. People, what do dictators do? They take away your rights. They take away your ability to work, to defend yourself. Okay, they don't want they want you to do what they say. I, I don't know one situation where Trump has done then, that. I know Newsom has done he, that. He's done that. And then he he oversaw the EDD. That was so fucked up. They had to suspend all money giving to people. People aren't getting their EDD. They're having to live on people's couches or live on, you know, some in someone's backyard under a camper shell because they're not getting any money. Then on top of that, he fucks up the uh, vaccine release. The man is a living walking clusterfuck if if here's my thing if 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 for months we heard about vaccines and how important va- we got to get a vaccine that's all they're here that, yeah that's only we're here happened. people donald, the donald trump administration comes up with it and you know they're all they're all hating that and so he so now to me it's like well they're gonna wait until after the inauguration because they want it to be Biden dispersed. That's how sick these people are. They are so caught up in this Trump derangement syndrome that they want more people allegedly to suffer and die from this virus that they preach about all the time. And 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 just we got to wait. We got to wait. We don't know about this. We don't know about this uh, vaccine. How how good? It, how much it works? How, no, I, Gavin. How about this, Gavin? Let's just put the vaccine on your doorsteps of your winery, okay? Anyone that goes in and buys a bottle from you, all right? Because we know you're not shut down. They get a free vaccine with a purchase of a Cabernet. What do you think, Bill? I think you got to take all of his wine and shove it up his ass. <laughs> I'm with you there. All right. If someone poured me a glass of wine from Gavin what Gavin uh, Newsom's winery. Uh, I, I would throw it against the ground. I would, uh, I, I, I don't abuse, I don't abuse alcohol and that's alcohol abuse when you spill it, but, but his, no, I won't take a sip of that stuff. I was hoping maybe last year that I, you know, you know, he, he's, he's, he's a, um, a graduate of Santa Clara university. Oh, In fact, he allegedly was a pitcher there for a couple of weeks till he hurt his arm. I was hoping last year or any time that I was umpiring, he would be there, throw out a first or be there just to like walk around. I don't think he could throw, but you know, whatever. And maybe, you know, like a lot of the, you know, uh, politicians do, they'll stop by the umpire's room to say hello. And most of the guys will, you know, shake hands with them and say hello, even if they don't like them. I my my dream would have been for that motherfucker to come in the umpire's room and I would have lit him up. I would have said, Hey, you, fucking worthless cocksucker what have you done for this state 
what have you done besides fuck this state up? That would have been my ultimate, that would have been my happiest day of umpiring ever. And if they fired me right then and there, it would have been worth it. Worth it. Absolutely. No, I think Gavin Newsom has been a great governor for people like who've, who've uh, committed murder and gotten out of jail for that and stuff, you know, very violent criminals who he loves to see on the streets uh, out of prison. Now Uh, he's done a great job with that, but yeah, I I hear you there, Bill. I would have loved, I would have loved to have said to him, you know, uh, governor, um, you know, I'm a, I'm a retired police officer and I've had some friends killed in the line of duty in, in, in cold blood by suspects now and, and people that were convicted that are on death row. And you, you motherfucker are letting them live. My friends were killed and you are letting them live even though the will of the people, the people voted for the death penalty and you're letting those motherfuckers live. How can, how, how can you live with yourself? Uh, look at- You I despicable, think- you despicable pile of shit. Bill, we've had some real- bad governors in this state uh do, do you think he is hands down the worst governor california i would ever give had? anything to have jerry brown back right now. <laughs> hey what's sad is i agree with you and i thought at the time he was uh you know he was the worst bill my very first election i ever voted in was a recall election of gray davis they recalled him, and then uh, I didn't vote for Arnold Schwarzenegger, but he became our governor. That was my very first election, and as an 18-year-old, I was like, man, this is, uh, this is different, but it's California. I get it. So, uh, look, if Gray Davis can be recalled, Gavin Newsom can be recalled, and, and I hope to God it happens real soon. I want to see that smug motherfucker's look on his face when he's recalled and voted out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? I, I want I want anybody listening, anybody out there, Democrat, Republican, I do not care. I want somebody to tell me one, one good thing Gavin Newsom has done for this state. Just one. Give me one. And it has to be undisputable, not like you think it's good and I don't. It has to be and then a universal the other day, good thing. Yeah, exactly. He finds $15 billion. Just happened to find $15 billion for the California budget. If I find $15 in a shoe, I'm happy. $15 billion? Are you fucking kidding me? Where, where did that come from? Well, when you bankrupt everybody else, I mean, you know, money's got to go somewhere. I mean, come on, Bill. So, so Bill, you know, speak. Go ahead. It, it's 1130 at night, and I'm wasting my breath talking about this motherfucker. Let's go to something else before okay. I snap. Oh, I like I like when you snap though. You haven't you haven't like shouted and screamed and gone off on like a nine minute rant on this. Well, it's it's late time. at night. My neighbors are probably asleep, and I don't want to have a, 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 a I don't want to have Rancho Cucamonga police coming out to my house, <laughs> knocking at my door, telling me to shut the fuck up. Okay, okay. So speaking of recalls, um, so the Democrats are very adamant at this point on uh, January uh, 12th, about to be January 13th, when this episode comes out, that uh, Donald Trump be impeached. They fear him. They fear him. That's why. He's got seven seven days left. Why not? They fear him just for 2024. They want to make it so he can never hold office again. Are they, I mean, I've never seen anything like this. You have the lead, you have the ball, just take a knee, let the clock run out. Democrats, you got seven days left. Just let it, just let it end and advance to the next round. 
yet they are so terrified. Are they that terrified of this well, guy? Even Biden, even Biden says it's a bad idea. For once, that old blithering idiot has a decent, you know, thought in his mind. <laughs> Bill, at this point, you got Republicans, you got people saying, ah, you know, even the even the people that had the biggest conspiracy theories ever about election fraud, they're starting to be like, all right, well, you know what, game over. Biden's the next guy. You you go through with this impeachment stuff, you are going to reignite the flames of people and they well, will be begging for him to return. Yeah, I mean, you know, and this 25th Amendment, the only the only time they're going to use the 25th Amendment is on Biden when he starts slobbering into his uh, into his into his bib, into his drool cup in about six months. And guess what? They'll, they'll do it on him in a heartbeat. Do you give it six months? I wanted to ask you that. This is this is our second to last show before uh, Biden is uh, inaugurated. How long do you do you really give it six months? I give it a year tops. If Kamala Harris, I can't believe I'm saying these words. If Kamala Harris is not president by the year 2022, I would be shocked. I would be really shocked. I, I, I would think that's really been shocked. a plan all along. Um, they found there was some support with Biden, probably because he was in the Obama administration, and they could use him as a pawn. And this entire time, I mean, you and I did—he's the—he's the front man. I still remember. Yeah, he—he's a yeah, absolutely. He's the uh, Lee, Lee Harvey Oswald in the, uh, in the assassination. He's just the patsy. Just the patsy. Yeah. I remember the day you and I had a big podcast about Kamala Harris being uh, the, the nominee. I mean, that was breaking news. Remember, we did that and, yep. and we both chuckled yes. about it, but we knew, we knew all along that this was the plan for them. It's, it's scary and it makes me sick to my stomach that this country could, could, you know, lower itself to that kind of progressive, crazy, socialist, communist type agenda. Well, and that's what, I mean, the, the media is already there. We've got a state-run media. They only report... Uh, they only report one side. The, the, the media is the biggest, uh, you know, Trump said it, he, the enemy of the people. Um, I, I don't necessarily agree with that because I think there's a stronger term. They, they are the enemy of the people. And there's a much stronger term that should be used. And, and, and uh, for, for people to not see that the media, if you were an unbiased, moderate person and you looked at the media, I, I don't care whether you lean left or right one way or the other. If you can't see how biased and hypocritical and evil, I will say it, evil the media is, uh, you are blind. You are absolutely blind. Even even the guys on like 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 uh, Chris Wallace on Fox News, he should go over to uh, he should go over to MSNBC. You know his his old man's rolling over in his grave. His old man was fairly. He was a hard, he was a rough motherfucker, but he was fair and he was right down the line. Yeah. Um, you know that he he's it, it, come on. I mean, just I don't you know, cut the bullshit. Just report it the way right down the middle. No, no, no. What? Come on, Bill. Unbiased. You and I are both I'm former sorry. officials, referees, umpires. Yeah, I know. We tried to do that. I mean, that's why I think guys like you and me get so pissed. When there's a slant on things, because our job, I mean, you much more as a cop than me, but like we both officiated football. We both umpired baseball. Like our job was to be unbiased, to be fair. 
you know, to, to, to officiate the game. And when people would get mad, whatever, that's just part of it. Our job was to give our best judgment. And we don't, we don't see that anymore. The news media, anybody that says they're an expert or they're on the news, I, I, they have to prove to me that they are not evil. Politics, politics, the news media feeding, it's become roller derby. <laughs> They've got a scripted end to the whole thing. Yeah. It's fucking roller derby. Just like the other night in the, in the, in the election, you know, the Trump was up big time. Just like, you know, the Chicago, the Chicago uh, outlaws would get up, you know, 60 points on the LA T-Birds. And when it was over, the T-Birds won by one point. <laughs> that's exactly what happened in the fucking election hey of all the of all the crazy t-shirts you have because you're a big random t-shirt guy do you have an la t-birds shirt no i've been looking for one okay i'll help you i'll help you we, we gotta find you one because, you know what yeah, that just you know what sense. i did get you know what i did get the los angeles dons professional football in like 1947 some really? obscure the la dons what's the dons yes LA Dons. I don't know what the fuck it is. It just said LA Dons. That's awesome. Um, I, I also got a uh, Memphis Tams ABA 1967. <laughs> I'll break like, that out. Yeah, I'm Memphis gonna start Tams. Calling you the, the former uh, commissioner of the ABA. You got all kinds of ABA gear. I love it. I love the old school mm-hmm. stuff. Yes. Yes. The, the Anaheim Amigos, the <laughs> LA Stars. Um, Anaheim Amigos is the greatest name ever. The Pittsburgh Pipers. Oh, that's good too. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh boy, man. Minor league baseball. Yeah. You and I have uh, worked in, you know, the minor leagues a little bit. And how about the, what was the, was Salinas in the uh, Cal league when you were in there? Salinas? Salinas? Yeah. Oh, they were in the Cal league. Uh, wait, Salinas. What were they in? Oh, the Sal- Salina? Salinas, California. No, I, <laughs> Hesperia, oh. California. No, um, yeah. Salinas wasn't in the Cal League when I was there. There's no. a Salinas T-shirt out there. I'm gonna get. Okay. The Salinas something. I don't know what the hell they were. No, I like it. That, that's that's good stuff. Oh man, uh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Bill, you know what? Okay, listen, you're not on Twitter, I know, but you're a big social media guy. I would say yeah, on on Facebook every couple of days. I, I love me a good Bill Barnes rant, whether it be Newsom or Trump or uh, you know whatever. Uh, you're on there venting about something. And honestly, that's what Twitter is. Twitter is Facebook statuses only. Uh, mm-hmm. At least that's how it was explained to me over the years. And I'm not on there a lot, but what, what do you make of this? You talked about a state-run media. Now we're getting censorship from this social media, all these social media platforms. We got Amazon and Apple uh, having a say in things. Isn't this a bad thing for the country? When you, hey, 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 who owns those companies? Democrats. Oh, they weird. don't believe it. They're, they, they don't follow the, uh, the uh, Constitution. <laughs> they don't give a shit. No. They're doing what they want, and no one can mess with them. Power. Power and money. Absolutely. It's like it's right back to the old George Carlin videos. Okay? He's the best. There's a group of people up here. The, the, the country's run by five or six people. There's a club, and guess what? You ain't part of it. <laughs> Well, Bill, haven't you been uh, censored or whatever on Facebook a couple times? Oh, I've been put in jail a few times. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Do you uh-huh. remember what it was you said? And and oh god. Um, uh, I mean, in, in summary, I mean, I'm just saying, I'm just trying to get my hands on this whole censorship thing. Like, 
wrap my head around it. All this. I put a picture. I I, I had a picture of a guy who had a uh, circumcised penis for a head, <laughs> and I said, "This is our governor." <laughs> I said he's a. Uh, I think he, I I called him a helmet head instead of a turtleneck, and that got me bounced. And and I somebody back east gave me some shit on a on a comment and i said something derogatory i can't remember what it was but it was pretty bad and they reported me and i got bounced for 24 hours um they said the next time i'm out of line it's going to be a one week so i've been trying i've been pushing it though i've been pushing the end i have all the confidence in you bill that you're going to get there uh you know what's funny is bill i have I wouldn't say a lot, but I have some extremely very conservative religious friends who would like, who wouldn't call you a bad name, not you, but just any person. They wouldn't do anything wrong. They wouldn't jaywalk. I mean, they are just, just role model citizens. Right. And when you think about it, I think some of the things we see censored, those people would be like, why was that censored? I don't agree with what was said, nor do I want to hear it or see it maybe on my social media, but I don't understand why it was censored. You know, think of like, when I think of things that are like, I think of like the Amish, think of the Amish, like all the the strict laws and everything they have, and they see something censored. Don't you think some of those people would like roll their eyes at some of the censorship we've seen? Well, they might, (laughs) if they could, you know, get their head out of their three wives or something and oh you know, hey hey, something. hey hey i said amish settle down oh you didn't say i'm sorry i thought i thought you meant you dro- say so you dropped your phone because you're all worried okay yeah no what? no no i I'm, I'm i'm almost out of juice oh plug in meat come on I, I am i am um start talking i'll be right back oh <laughs> see guys this is this is what happens is bill barnes he's very old and and, and every time after like 11 o'clock yeah he has to <laughs> find his phone charger and I, I love the guy he's 61 i believe i'm gonna make fun of his age while he's gone he's like 61 but see when you throw a curveball at him he's like what is this i don't know how to adjust i gotta tell you guys it is a miracle we're able to put this podcast together weekly with bill barnes on zoom of all things uh the, <laughs> now it's even more of a miracle the fact that me matt hersema who does not do well with technology uh, is able to do this as well. So I I can't stress to you guys enough uh, what a big deal it is that this show gets done every week between Bill's work schedule, my work schedule, uh, his age and my complete lack of intelligence regarding technology. It is uh, something that is just, it's a miracle. It's a it's a it's a Wednesday miracle every single week, and I hope you guys can appreciate it. Sounds like Bill is stumbling back from his bedroom now with a phone charger. That he is. Yeah. Okay. With a vengeance. Hey. Hey. Jeez. Grab the phone with one hand. Settle down, will you? Unbelievable. Look at. I'm oh, getting all kinds of view. Okay, Bill. Yeah, I know that's a phone charger. Oh, guys, if only you could see this. Okay, we're back. He's back. He's back. Bill Barnes, after dark. I don't know what to tell you guys. What is it with you in that Michigan t-shirt? You, you've worn it like every episode the past two months. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's a, maybe it's a shout out to the person who gave it to me, who mm-hmm. left it behind when he moved out. 
Oh, really? Interesting. We gotta, hey, I'm here to put a smile on everybody's face. Really? Well, I think some people sure, too. Ah, hey, Bill Barnes. Hey, 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 how you doing? Good to see you. Hey, I can see you work. Bill's always work in the room, whether he's in it or not. Uh, uh, hey, Bill, you know who I recorded with recently? I can't wait to have him uh, on the podcast. Chuck uh, Lyon. Chuck Lyon. I know one of your good buddies. He had some nice things to say about you. Did Chuck talk? Did Chuck say something about me? I said, hey, hey, Chuck, before I let you go, man. Hey, I, uh, I, I, I record with Bill Barnes weekly. And uh, I got to tell you, you know, I love him. He's a lunatic. I mean, what are your thoughts on Bill? And he just started laughing. He goes, oh, man, I try to talk to that guy uh, once every few weeks. I, he, he just paused. He's like, I love that guy. I just love him. <laughs> so, Good old Chuck. Good old Chuck. Yeah, Mr. Yeah, we talked about everything, man. His long conversation talked about his uh, childhood and how Dale Williams was a homeroom teacher and uh, being an athletic director and working the College World Series. A lot of great conversations with Chuck Lyons. So did that's did he talk about he, he was the, he, you know, when he coached the Canyons, he had the number one rated football team in the country. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. No, he oh, didn't yeah. go into rankings. We talked about Gillespie quite a bit, Mike Gillespie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I t- the big conversation with Chuck was being a college baseball umpire and then being a, a college football coach, like that dynamic, because well, I he was a fucker. He was an asshole. I know. I know. I've tried. I've, I've heard from a lot of uh, my my colleagues in football who were like, oh, that, that guy, yeah, he was he was a pain to deal with. And I'm like, oh, really? Chuck on, on, on a baseball field was OK. And he told me he goes, I would go until they told me to stop. Uh huh. And then I'd stop. Yeah, like your boy goes, if I had a if I had a weak guy on, on my flank who never who never scolded me about my 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 uh uh you know my my uh, sportsmanship, I'd keep going all game. But if they told me, okay, that's enough, that's enough, coach, he goes, then I'd shut up. And why wouldn't you though? I mean, you as a as a coach, you coached, I coached absolutely take every advantage you can. If someone's not gonna not gonna not gonna uh, police you. Man, we got to get you a, a phone holder or something. Hey, pour yourself a John Daniels, will you? Oh, you turned the lights off on me. How are we doing now? We're doing good. Hey, no worry of cookies. Grab a Jack Daniels, though. No, no, no. It's too late. Too late. <laughs> no day drinking and no late drinking. That's that's Bill's rules. I'm lucky I got the phone plugged in. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Chuck Lyon will be a great episode uh, upcoming. Now, Bill, shall we transition to sports a little bit? Um, did, you, did you get a chance to see any of the college football national championship on Monday night? Watch the entire fucking game. Okay. I did too. Although mine was much later getting home, man, for the first two quarters, that was a pretty, pretty dang good game. And then all of a sudden Alabama said, wait right here. I mean, they pulled away and definitely were the more dominant football team. Much better football team, more, more talent, more depth, uh, probably an offense that was, that could have scored even more points, but they called off the dogs early. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nick Saban, he's, he celebrated for about 15 minutes and now he's got the game face and he's getting ready for. Well, he's probably, he's probably, yeah, he's probably in living rooms already recruiting. I mean, what's funny to me is you look at Nick Saban, I, I will say at the greatest coach in college football history, he, he surpassed Bear Bryant and his national championships, um, the consistent dominance that Alabama has put forth these uh, past decade and decade and a half or whatever um, is unbelievable. And, and Nick Saban, every time I look on the sideline, it seems like he's physically doing less and less every year. 
He let he's he he coaches his coaches hard. Well, when he when he's got the best offensive coordinator in football, yeah, running his offense. Oh, no doubt. And uh, Scar Sar 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 Drinkian. Sar Drinkian. You know he uh, you know he he's you know I mean say what you want about the guy he's a he's he's pretty good at what he does and I wish him the best at Texas he's probably going to do a really good job down there. Uh, absolutely yeah I, I agree with you and and he he was on full display last night not only was he getting the ball to that Devonte smith guy but it was the way he was doing it he was like i felt like he was almost showing off with his play calling and, and i think texas fans should be really happy in what they got in sarkeesian uh and, and the good thing about the state of texas is is uh, i believe you can't buy alcohol on sunday so i i'm kidding i'm kidding sark we love you at, at sc well kind of uh <laughs> but um, Alabama is unbelievable. Nick Saban is unbelievable. They continue to build the guy's 69 years old. He's going to be 70 here soon. I don't think he's done coaching anytime soon. Do you? No, no, not at all. No, some guys, they, they just, that's what drives them. You know, some guys like to chase women their whole life. You know, some guys like to, you know, read books. Some guys like to, you know, do this and do that. Nick Saban likes to coach football. Coach football, absolutely. But, well, Bill, I mean, he's just – he's it's unbelievable what, how he's just been this dominant force and done it forever. I don't – I can't – I can't understand. I mean, it's – I think the, the key best. is – the key is he gets some big – some big motherfuckers on the line. Oh, I was – you know what? That was one thing. When the teams were coming out of the tunnel last night, I looked at them both. Even Ohio State, I was like, these are different college football players than I've seen all year. They definitely get the top recruits. They, it, it sure is not. That's the biggest difference between the NFL and college is you go get who you want instead of draft picks. Right. Uh, that's why I think Saban has stayed there in college forever. And, and I don't blame him. I mean, what he's got going is unbelievable. I bet he gets two or three more national championships. If, if, if he stays in it that long, if he wants it, he can get it. Oh, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And, and Bill, what what do you make of the college football season? You and I were skeptical, critical, whatever the word you want to use in the summer. Uh, here we are on January 13th. College football played a, played a season. Some teams didn't play as many games as others, but they got through the season. They crowned a national championship. Championship. My hats off to them. What yeah, are your thoughts? Yeah, it was it was like like Saban said. The whole key to having a successful season was persistence. And playing through the shit. <laughs> he didn't say that, but I yeah. added that part. But persistence. He was. They were very persistent, and they kept it together, and they got the best talent, obviously. Mm -hmm. Oh man, they look. But the season overall, I thought it was pathetic on the West Coast. I thought the Pac-12 was was just a joke. JV, very much JV. Yeah, um, the Mountain West, mediocre. Um, but the you know, like you say. If, if, if it was uh, Armageddon, the South, the SEC is going to play. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it's too big. Uh, God and football, right? Religion and football down there is what they say. Yeah. You no, know, you and I said that, that like they're going to move heaven and earth to play college football's big money in some of those programs. To me, it really showed how much some programs, universities, conferences care over others. And, and I just, I think it was very fitting that Alabama goes 13 and 0 and, and dominates international. Well, the, the PAC 12 is not, I don't think they're a sports conference anymore. They're interested in, in having, um, you know, scholarly people 
you know, rise to, uh, you know, go be maybe senators from the Democratic Party or a governor from the Democratic Party and further, you know, try to fuck up the country. I don't think they're they're much of a of a of a football uh, conference anymore. No, it's the left coast and uh, it's programs are uh, are football. So, uh, yeah, I'm disgusted with the level of play on the West Coast. The fact that uh, Alabama, Ohio State, even though Alabama crushed Ohio State, really, those are real football teams. Those are those are programs. Even the shirts you got on there, Michigan, even they they care more. And they had a tough year. And I don't think Harbaugh's long for the ride. No, I I think he'll be uh, the head coach in uh, who knows uh chicago or somebody somewhere soon mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, yeah anyway and making that transition let's talk some nfl football i know you were busy last weekend but it was the first super wild card in nfl history six games bill six playoff games uh saturday and sunday and uh, let's not beat around the bush let's get right to the the game i know i want to talk about and i'm sure maybe you do too i don't know if you saw it but the los angeles rams defense uh, led the way and really beat up the Seattle Seahawks at home. Great win for the LA Rams. Well, they're, they're as fickle as a 13 year old girl in middle school. <laughs> okay. What? One day they're One day they're, 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 they got their shit together. The next day they're run. They're, they're a mess. So um, we'll see which Ram team shows up in green Bay this Saturday. Oh, I can't wait. I mean, well, well, Bill, I mean, with the game, look it. They started John Wolford, who got hurt after a few plays. They brought in Jared Goff, who's got a broken thumb, has th- surgery, couldn't throw the ball great. I mean, you looked at a Rams team that ran the heck out of the football. And as far as defensively, defensively, I thought it was the best performance of the weekend. They absolutely got after Russell Wilson. They beat him into the ground. They shut down the Seattle running game. I mean, the Rams' defense is real, isn't it? I, I think they're scary. I'm a little biased. I think the Rams' defense is just uh, scary. It's got to be scary for the teams in the NFC. They got a good right defense. Now. Last, you know, the last few years, you know, when they were, you know, the Super Bowl team, their offense carried them, and you know, uh, grandfather Bum Phillips' defense, <laughs> you know, was not very good. Now their defense is damn good. Mm-hmm. solid real good and that's what's carrying them and you know what i mean anything can happen anything can happen um the other the other games really didn't surprise me much um i thought buffalo would win i thought uh tampa bay would win i would love to see a tampa bay los angeles rain i'd love well i'd love to see the rams there's no way they can have a home home game no so I would love to see a Rams Tampa Bay NFC championship game rematch. Yeah. And I would love to see a Buffalo um, <clears throat> Kansas city. And I, I would love to see Buffalo and the Rams. Oh, that'd be great. A rematch a rematch of that crazy game from week three. And that, mm-hmm. What I like about the Rams uh, at Tampa Bay potentially for an NFC championship. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I understand it's, it, there's quite a few obstacles there, but if that were the case, Bill, they, uh, the Rams could potentially stay in Tampa Bay for three weeks because as we both know, the Super Bowl, jump in the bubble, get in the yeah. bubble, <laughs> get in the bubble. Florida's a great state to be no restrictions. Really. They kind of, no. it's kind of a no, freedom they, state. They, they're, you know, that's, 
one of the last bastions of the United States of America. <laughs> yeah, and, and I, I went to Florida three times in 2009, and I swore I'd never go back. I didn't like the weather. I was kind of miserable. But looking back now or, or looking ahead now, I'm kind of like, you know what? God bless those people there. That, that's a well-run state, in my opinion. Well, they've got a Republican governor that, that doesn't fuck around. No, no not at all. DeSantis. He doesn't screw around. He lets no, people like- live. I like that guy. Ron DeSantis, great guy. Uh, so so back to the Rams. So, Bill, let's be honest. They, they probably don't have much of a chance in Green Bay. The fact that it's going to be cold, it's going to be the Packers with a bye, the top team in the NFC, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, but a few things in the Rams' favor. Their head coach is a, is a McVay disciple. So he was an assistant coach for the Rams a few years ago. Uh, the Rams are, uh, let's see, excuse me, Green Bay is favored by six and a half at this point. It opened up at seven. Um, the one thing I think, well, two things, the Rams run the, can, can run the ball and they play good defense. I think if you do those two things, you have a chance, don't you? Let's just put it this way. I don't, I, <laughs> I still hear you, Bill, when you feel your phone falls. I, in. I, I hope, I hope that the, um, the um, I hope that the Rams, I'm not jinxing them, but I'm hoping that they can do exactly what you said, play good defense, run the ball and mix in about 200 yards from golf or whoever plays, you know, and have a balanced offense and maybe pull one off. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I feel like every year that one of the, the number one or two seeds loses in the first, you know, in the divisional round. I, I just feel, yeah, could, look, at the Rams could go there and lose by 20 points or whatever, but I think the way their defense is rolling, the defense understands at this point that they are the main attraction, that they are the way that, that the Rams are going to compete and win a game, and that they depend a lot on them. I mean, Aaron Donald is one of the best defensive linemen I've ever seen. The secondary plays well. I think they have a real shot against Green Bay. I'm not saying – I'm guaranteeing anything, but I think I, I like their chances. I really do. Yeah, and I like the chances that it's going to snow tomorrow, too. Oh, it will in Green Bay. It's supposed to be like yeah. 15 degrees. <laughs> no, absolutely. Yeah. It's, but, but you were skeptical of them against Seattle, and, and I'm not trying to be the, 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 you know, the fanatic here. I'm just saying I like what – they're my kind of team. I, I – I, I get mad and throw stuff at the TV too when Goff can't throw the ball more than five yards. But I'm a defense running game kind of guy, old school football, and I love and respect Aaron Rodgers too. Um, could he drop 400 on them? Yeah. But I like, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see Saturday, right? We'll see. Uh, I'll be watching the game. Well, you're going to rub it in on me, aren't you? I'm going to, I'm going to be for the second week in a row, scanning packages and looking at my foot, fo- watching the game on my phone. Uh, people are like, what are you watching? I'm like, don't worry about it. Don't ask me questions. Just, just keep sending the packages, whatever. Um, so I'll be, I'll be, I'll be doing that. Um, and trying to keep my cool. Cause look at, I don't need the Rams to win a Super Bowl. It would, it would be the best thing ever for me. But if the Rams go to another NFC championship game, that would be just, Oh my, oh my goodness. Take me above and beyond my, uh, my wildest dreams. Uh, what do you make of the other games, Bill? We can run through them real quick. Uh, Saturday night, you got Baltimore and Buffalo, two very mobile quarterbacks. 
you got a Buffalo franchise that hasn't had much playoff success, and here they are hosting a. a I like I like I like Buffalo. Okay, Wyoming, jo- uh, Josh Allen. He looks. Yes, he looks really I like good. Buffalo. Okay, so you like Buffalo there, um, Lamar. I think I, I agree with you there. I think the Buffalo's the more complete team. Uh, Sunday we got. The fighting Baker Mayfields, the Cleveland Browns with the huge upset over Pittsburgh. They are going to go to Kansas City. Uh, I think their luck runs out. That's going to be a long day. That's going to be a long day for Cleveland. You think so? Yeah. They're yeah. favored. Cleveland, who is it? Uh, Kansas City's favored by 11 in that game. That's a huge number. Yeah, isn't it? yeah, yeah, at least. That's going to be like a uh, 38 to 14 game. Okay, so you so you thinking they they put up some points? It's yeah. Kansas City's well rested. They haven't played well in December, but I think they uh, they'll dominate too. Uh, and then the final game, uh, two two quarterbacks who are just a little younger than Bill Barnes is uh, Drew Brees and Tom Brady playing in the final game of the weekend. Uh, Tampa Bay at New Orleans, third time they've met. New Orleans has won the first two games. You said you want to see Tampa Bay. Do you think they advance there? You know, that's going to be, I think that's a hard one to pick. <laughs> yeah. Playoff really playoff. hard. I, I'm going to say New Orleans only because they're at home. Really? Okay. Yeah. I'm leaning towards Tampa Bay there. I think they've really come together here and I don't know. I don't, I don't trust New Orleans playoff games. I don't know what it is. And, and, what bothers no, they me have is- a they have a they have a mental patient for a head coach, and he'll probably <laughs> shit the bed. <laughs> Sean Payton, you don't no, like no uh, no Tampa. Oh Tampa, uh, Bruce Arians. Yeah, well Bruce, yeah. you know Bruce is a cocktails at four thirty kind of guy. You know, hey, let's hey guys, we've we've done enough. You know, today. he's one he's one more uh, fish stick away from a fucking heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know how it is in those coaches' offices. Oh yeah. man. Hey, did you get a ch- Okay. We're off of sports. We've made your, we made our predictions. We'll wrap it up here in a second. Did you get a chance to talk to uh, Jerry Aldini after he called us last week? Yes. Yes. Did he, and uh, he, um, he enjoyed it. I think, I think we're going to have another, I think we may have another Aldini uh, 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 opportunity here in the next few weeks. I think he may actually, if we can do it to where, uh, his fat ass doesn't have to go very far. We can probably do a, a some type of uh, sit down with the three of us. Well, I told I, I I told him I said you know he was you know complaining to me as he does about uh, you know anything, but he was complaining to me about the sound quality. I'm like, well, dude, if you just if you had called in on the Zoom, like the same information I give you, Bill, he can dial in and he can you come know, in I, for five minutes and leave. I'd listen to the show. He sounded fine. Yeah. Oh, he sounded fine. It could have sounded better, I think, though, that if he was on, he was, he doesn't want to have his picture seen. I'm like, dude, just like Bill, put your phone down. You're like, well, you no know, one wants to see him anyway. Yeah. No one wants to see we him. We just want to hear his, 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 his uh, bullshit come out of his mouth. You know, we don't want <laughs> <Yeah>. to see him. <laughs> no, we don't. No, we don't. But we love him. We will love him. We love seeing him. And uh, I hope I see him and, uh, and you again very soon. Um, after uh, kind of seeing each other over the weekend, we'll, we'll see more of that. You know, Bill, I'm trying to move out of this. Uh, I love the city of Eastvale, but I'm trying to be closer to my friends and, and you, Bill, as well. You know, get closer to maybe Upland, Chino, maybe Rancho. I don't know. 
you're not you're not classy enough to move to Rancho Cucamonga. Just just know that right now. Oh well, <laughs> I know there's a prerequisite you're, there. Yeah, you're maybe a you're kind of, you're a Chino kind of guy, maybe Ontario. <laughs> You're a Chino kind of guy. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not the one and only Bill Bards who's got his own show on Wednesdays. Well, yeah. Well, anything else? You're dancing like you got to use the restroom. Uh, I won't. I don't want to keep you. I know it's almost it's late. Oh, it's man. late. You poor guy. It's so, late. I'm keyed up now. You got me keyed up. I'm. It's late. I'm gonna have a hell of a time winding down, trying to go to sleep. But um, anyway, <laughs> <laughs> it's it's Wednesday now. Almost Wednesday. So I'm. I mean, let's just let's just try to uh, figure out what's going to happen next in this country. I mean, I'm 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 kind of concerned. You know, it's kind of a rudderless ship right now. Oh, no doubt. Well, well, Bill, next next week, if we record, hopefully on Tuesday, it'll be inauguration eve, and uh, who knows? There'll be plenty of stories and plenty of things to talk about. I'm sure. I'm looking forward to that one. Well, by then, martial law will be declared. Trump will still be in in in, in power. And Biden and all of his, uh, uh, all of his, uh, uh, all his king's men and all his king's horses will be in custody, and we'll go from there. <laughs> At least that's what the rumor is. Uh, yeah, there's there's lots of rumors out there, and I'm sure after a week's time, they will come out uh, a little more clear for us. Bill Barnes, always a pleasure. Thank you so much for staying up late. I know that. Uh, well, you're going to probably go sleep for 14 hours, but uh, always well, a pleasure. Well, my contract. I have to be at your beck and call anytime. Yes. To tape on Wednesday. This is a new year. This is 2021. Your, your, your contract uh, obligation. You've heard from your fans, Bill. You've heard from them. Uh, they, some of them wake up. Do you realize some people wake up on Wednesday mornings? Like they roll out of bed. They just like, uh, they go into their, to their workout area or they go into the office like, getting ready. They're like, the only thing that's going to get me through this day is listening to Bill Barnes. Do you understand there's people like that? Well, you know, there's people out there counting on me and I will go to all links possible, all links necessary to deliver the goods. Yes. Good. Good. My friend. I'm and to my it. friend in Calamesa, you know who you are. <laughs> okay. I forgot that. to my friend in Calamesa, you know who you are. No. I did not copy Leslie Nielsen <laughs> from Naked Gun. Okay. No. The dance moves. I did not. The dancing umpire, Bill Barnes. No, yes. Yes. Never. That's, never did I do that. That's right. I should have read that. Anyway. Before. Anyway, but it's late. A but big it's... shout out to uh, my, my, our, one of our listeners in Calamesa. Um, <laughs> I love the emails. Oh, Keep them coming. Yep. Love the emails. Keep them coming. Hope they're doing well. And happy new year to everybody. I think I said that last week. Maybe I didn't. Maybe I did. Um, and if there's a, uh, if there's some type of uh, resurrection or whatever the hell insurrection, you know, we can't control this. Well, I hope we're ready for the resurrection. Yeah. I mean, yeah, absolutely, Bill. Resurrection. It's coming. Up, yeah. We'll celebrate it soon here in April, but uh, mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> good, good stuff, Bill. Like Jim Morrison said, cancel my subscription to the, resurrection wow wow look at you yeah oh my goodness well bill should be a fun week next week thanks for staying up with us uh we'll we'll wrap it up here and uh any party thoughts good to go no let's just hope uh tomorrow comes we're not amen. guaranteeing anything amen to that we are not All guaranteed right. anything later bill always a pleasure see ya all right
Thanks again, Bill Barnes. Always a pleasure recording with you, my friend, whether it be late on Tuesday nights, early on Wednesday mornings, or whatever the case may be. Always a pleasure to sit down and chat with you, disagree, agree, whatever it is. Uh, always fun to catch up weekly. Wouldn't have it any other way. Looking forward to next week already. And I hope you will join us, Bill, on Friday as we have Chuck Lyon on the program, uh, somebody who's a colleague of yours who has been uh, we, we've both worked baseball games with, and he's been somebody that we've crossed path, paths with a couple times uh, as a football official, a football coach that he is, and also as a baseball umpire. So a good show ahead for you guys on Friday with Chuck Lyons, someone that knows Bill Barnes quite well. And uh, I hope you guys will all tune in for that episode on Friday. But Bill Barnes, a big thank you to you for uh, talking about some, maybe some uncomfortable uh, subject matter. But hey, that's what you're here for on Wednesdays. And I hope everyone enjoyed it as much as I did in uh, having another podcast episode with you, my friend. Looking forward to next Wednesday. Well, guys, that will wrap up today's show. Again, I've already mentioned about Friday's episode. Hope you will join us. Hope you will tune in. Uh, we should get back on track here with our schedule with our Monday, Wednesday, Friday format. Talking some sports over the weekend on Monday uh, with my brother Sam. If we get to record on uh, Sunday evening, should be a lot of fun. Recapping all four of the NFL playoff games. I really, really hope that first game is promising uh, on Mon- or excuse me, on Saturday afternoon, if the Rams could pull out a victory, I don't know how. I don't know how they're going to do it, but if they can pull that out, I will definitely enjoy the other three games a lot more. So, uh, for those of you that don't really care about the game, be thinking of me, be thinking of my Rams, and then for you haters out there, uh, you probably will have something to cheer about on Saturday evening. But uh, I really hope you don't. Anyway, uh, enough out of me, uh, guys. As I mentioned. Our social media platforms, as of now, are continuing to operate, but I'm not sure in the near future what we are going to do in moving forward. Uh, but I'll continue to give them to you uh, for now, again, because uh, there may not be too many more shows where we continue to have uh, social media platforms. But our Twitter handle is Get Home Safe Pod. Our Facebook and Instagram page is Get Home Safe Podcast. And the one thing I can promise you we will continue to have is our email address. That is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We'd love to hear from you just like you hear from us Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. So shoot us an email. Give us, give us some content. Uh, argue with us. Ask us a question. Whatever the case is. I know Bill Barnes loves questions. So you guys have all week to uh, put a few together. Whatever comes to mind, don't be afraid to ask Bill anything. Uh, he's a little more open than I am, but I promise you too that I will ask, or excuse me, answer questions uh, as they come forward and try to talk about some of the things that you guys throw at us here on the Get Home Safe podcast. Well, another fun weekly Wednesday weigh-in is in the books. Bill and I have recorded quite a few episodes here uh, on the podcast, and I really do enjoy it. This was our 42nd episode. It's hard to believe but I love the fact that so many people out there tune in on Wednesdays just to hear from him and a little bit of me is sprinkled in right here and there. So uh, some some intense subject matter this week as uh, as it is most weeks, but we hope you enjoyed this uh, podcast and I hope you will continue to tune in and support this podcast wherever you listen to your podcasts, uh, whatever the uh, case is, Spotify, Apple, uh, Anchor, wherever you listen, we appreciate the support in moving forward. Guys, Fun times ahead, uh, fun conversations ahead, I should say. Uh, I don't know about fun times, uh, but but as we move forward, all you can do is do just that. Just keep moving forward. That's it, right? That's all we can do daily, weekly, monthly, yearly is keep moving forward. 
to be stagnant is to be uh, unsuccessful. And uh, we don't want that here on the Get Home Safe podcast. We want to keep striving for excellence and uh, and see where we land. So, guys, thanks for joining me today. It was a lot of fun with Bill Barnes on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. And, guys, no matter what you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.